Well, welcome to another broadcast week here on the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marks, and today is Movie Monday. But it might as well be good uh, everyone Wednesday because we have two movies we're going to talk about. Both of our movie guests, well, I see all three because we have three guests today total, are going to talk about their involvement in The Chosen. And today's a very big day because today is the day before two big motion picture releases. Big motion picture release number one, of course, is a uh, movie called Christmas with the Chosen. And it's not exactly a movie per se. It is part of the Chosen family, as it were, that uh, a couple of episodes of the Chosen plus some special musical interludes, things of that nature. It's similar to the Christmas with the Chosen special that they aired last year in theaters through Fathom Events. And here's the deal. We have an opportunity for you to get all excited about The Chosen and Christmas with the Chosen, which hits theaters starting tomorrow. Now, Christmas with the Chosen will be in theaters tomorrow, and it will be in theaters from December 12th through December 17th. They may extend it longer, but you really need to get your tickets now to go see this thing. Okay, so Christmas with the Chosen in theaters tomorrow. That's one of the things we're talking about on Movie Monday. Jerry Jenkins, uh, Jerry B. Jenkins, the father of Dallas Jenkins, the noted Christian novelist and biographer who has been writing the uh, novel adaptations to The Chosen is going to join us on the other side of this break. And we're going to talk about Chosen Season 3, The Novelist Now Out. We've got a copy of the book that we're giving away to get all excited about Christmas with The Chosen in theaters tomorrow. And if you call us and get in on the action to win, you'll have a chance to win a copy of the book. I'll give you the phone number right now, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278, as always, the number to get you through to the bottom line. Here's where it gets really interesting. When you, our second guests at our second Movie Monday giveaway are a couple of guys who are part of a studio uh, here in Burbank called Kappa Studios, Paul Long and Brad Silverman. Paul is the founder of Kappa Studios. They've been around for about 30 years. And Brad is his partner in crime. Well, not in crime, but in putting together these types of productions. And what Kappa has done recently, say the past six, seven years, is they focus exclusively on faith-based projects, even though the founders of Kappa Studios, the, uh, uh, the Long family, are very strong Christians. But they took a lot of projects in the industry that were things that they weren't necessarily, you know, saying hey, these are Christian things. I could completely relate to this, by the way, and maybe you can too, especially if you've worked in the industry, as they say. Um, for the past, let's see, my goodness, what year, we're in our 32nd year now, uh, and I'm the commercial billboard announcer for the Fox Broadcasting Network. If you still have cable and you still watch Fox 11 here in Southern California, or I think it's Fox 8 or 6 in San Diego, um, or you know wherever it is you watch the Fox Network, whenever there's a show like Kitchen Nightmares or something like that, I'm the brought to you by guy. Um, they've got a program on called Hell's Kitchen, which is actually uh, kind of a fun cooking show crazy name fun show and i'm the guy who's saying uh you know uh, uh, hell's kitchen is sponsored by Simtectra. you know ask if you're this or doordash did somebody say door or grubhub whatever it is. i i do the brought to you by stuff have yeah, for years it was strange for the first several years i used to drive onto the lot at uh, metro media and then over in the 20th century fox lot on pico boulevard in uh near studio city and it was weird because it was a really good experience to you know be there when they were making television shows and stuff like that, seeing all the casting going on and whatever. That was fun. 
But it was also fun too, because I mean, from one standpoint, it was it was really an experience to work with people in the secular industry. And when I walked in, they'd go, "Oh, there's that guy." You know, sometimes as Christians, we will work with people of a different faith or a different lifestyle or whatever, and they're the one person, and everybody else is Christian. I went into I did a lot of sessions where there was a producer, a writer, an engineer, and somebody else from the network, and they were all gay. And they would make comments about Christians and crack jokes and whatever. And I, you know, I, it was interesting. I never once had anybody say, I won't work with that guy. And I did find out years later that a couple of people I worked with actually would reach out to me on social media and go, hey, I, I, I listen to your show. I listen to the bottom line. I love it. Praise God. God bless you. And, you know, it's amazing to see those people actually come to faith in Christ. I love that. But Paul Long and Brad Silverman, represent a couple of guys in the industry who, um, you know, had done those kinds of jobs for years and years. And it wasn't until about five, six years ago that they said, you know what, enough's enough. We're going to pray every day. We're going to take the, the jobs that God gives us. Kind of Dean Jones, remember the guy who was in the, uh, uh, the Love Bug and all those great Disney movies in the 70s, and then got blackballed from Hollywood because he was a very strong Christian with the Jack Hayford's church, Church on the Way. And he, um, he remembers just coming to the point one day where the Holy Spirit said, look, your job is not to change your values so you can go, go get more work. Your job is to eat what God puts on your plate every day. And I remember him telling me that story um, when he we did an interview 20-something years ago where he was doing a, he was reading an audio book for like a Jeanette Oak novel or something. And he said, hey, this is what God has for me and this is what I do. And he had become a mentor to so many younger people in Hollywood and I thought, good for you, good for you. Well, Paul Long and Brad Silverman had that same conversation and they used to do post-production. So you go out and you do the pre-stuff where you find the scenes location. Then there's main production where you shoot the dialogue and the scenes and the actors. Then there's post-production when you have to go back and edit it and fix the coloring and make sure the sound mix is okay. They were a post-production studio for years. And they said, we're only going to take on Christian projects from here on out. Well, one of the first projects that came their way once they started praying was The Chosen. So they have been doing the post-production mix downs and everything for the first four seasons of The Chosen. So when you go see Christmas with The Chosen, you see the audio mixing, it's going to be these guys. But in addition to The Chosen and other faith-based programs, they've worked with the Kendricks and other people as well. They also got into the feature film production world earlier this year. And back in September, they released a uh, story called I Can faith-based movie about a young woman who was born in in perilous circumstances true story mom and dad were working together had an affair they were both married to other people they had an affair they wound up leaving their spouses and bringing this child into the world little girl caitlin who was born and she was missing most of her left arm for years her dad thought oh my gosh this is god's punishment toward me but it turned out caitlin was a tough little cookie and a fighter and a good athlete, and she went, wound up learning how to play softball. She would get up and get the left-handed batter's box. She had her right arm. She'd swat it backhanded, and she wound up becoming an NCAA champion. I mean, she went all the way through high school, all the way through college. Uh, they figured out a way for her to be on the team. The movie I Can has a powerful faith-based message, and it's coming to home video tomorrow. Brad and Paul are w warming up in the wings. They're waiting to join on after I finish our conversation with Jerry B. Jenkins. And I had to do this last week with uh, David Jeremiah's Advent devotional, but I love Movie Mondays where we have lots of stuff to give away. 
The movie I Can is so inspiring. We have not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, not eight, not nine. We have 10 copies of this DVD to give away. Hits home theater tomorrow, but you can get it before you can buy it. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. The number to get you through to the bottom line. We have 10 DVDs of the inspiring faith-based movie, sports movie called I Can, uh, produced by Paul Long and Brad Silverman, my guest in the second half hour of the program today. I just wanted to give Crystal a chance to get ready because we always get a lot of calls when we've got tons of these things to give away. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. Okay, Christmas with the Chosen in theaters tomorrow. Jerry B. Jenkins, the novel writer for season three of The Chosen, joins me coming up next to talk about the novel and to talk about Christmas with the Chosen. It's coming up next as the bottom line continues. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives. The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years. After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. Well, a special guest joining me today here on the Bottom Line Show, talking about all things Chosen Season 3 in anticipation of Chosen Season 4. Jerry B. Jenkins is with me today here on the Bottom Line. And if you're listening on terrestrial radio, you don't see this vision that I see for My Hope Now, which is Jerry B. Jenkins repping Chosen merch. I mean, you are all in it, Jerry Jenkins. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. Thanks, Roger. Always good to be with you. Well, the merch I'm talking about, if you go to myhopenow.com, you'll see that he's wearing a Chosen hoodie. With the you know the black with the cool little uh, teal uh, logo on that too. This is great. You'll never have to buy clothes again, right? As long as Dallas keeps having these successes. That's exactly right. If there's any benefit to this, that's it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all kidding aside, of course, uh, Jerry Jenkins has been given the task of writing some of the most challenging novels ever of uh, the Left Behind series, of course, which sold tens of fifties of millions of copies. Was based on the Book of Revelation. No small uh, feat to take that and turn it into a novelized form and that became a very, very popular series. And now he's kind of working backwards on The Chosen with regard to, here's the series, of course, based on the harmony parts of scripture that are telling the story of Jesus. And then Jerry gets the unenviable task of going back and turning it into a novel, knowing that everybody's already seen the TV show. Season three novel just released last week. Uh, what's the response been initially to this, Jerry? It's been really gratifying. Uh, a lot of readers are telling me that they saw the series and, and a lot of things flash by quickly and they would like to rehearse those you know they they might go back and watch them again but they don't quite get it or they don't hear some of the dialogue and uh i'm not only uh trying to make that clear what what's going on but i'm trying to add more plausible uh imagination to it too mm. so that you get inner monologue from the characters their their thoughts their intentions motivations and uh, the dallas and his co-writers have really given me a freedom to do that at first i was a little 
intimidated. I wanted to just pretty much mirror what you see on the screen. Right. And when we do get to those those scenes that are on the screen, I want them to be, you know, pretty accurate because it always bothers me when I read a book and then watch a movie and I don't quite see the connection. Mm-hmm. But they they want me to to add even more characters and dialogue and anything that that is plausibly uh, imaginable. That must be a real uh, gratifying experience for you. I mean, no, knowing that you have that kind of license uh, to not have to work within certain parameters. Uh, do you ever find yourself? I know we've we've described it. And I use your phrase often that you're more of a seat of the pants type of guy, where you you send your characters on a journey and find out where it leads them. Uh, do you ever find yourself getting kind of so far off the rail, and you're like, wait, maybe we don't need those two extra characters in the book? Yeah, sometimes I'll I'll find myself you know chasing a rabbit and realizing it's going nowhere. Um, but that's that's what makes you an author. That's the fun of it is to to know what to cut and what to keep. Uh, but it's great fun to do do it this way. And uh, you know the the sequence is already there. The story is there from the Bible, and uh, and the the writers of the chosen are so creative. Um, it, it's just fun to be involved in it. Jerry B. Jenkins is my guest today here on The Bottom Line, the novel for uh, season three of The Chosen, The Chosen, and I Will Give You Rest, which is a novel based on season three of the TV series. It's up at thebottomlineshow.com, and of course, it's getting five-star reviews everywhere you turn. Uh, Jerry, talk about what, what it's like to know that you've got, you know, you know kind of where the show is going, and then you see the final cut, and you see how few people respond, and then you're writing these things. How much time typically does it take to write a novel, and how much time are you working with in terms terms of knowing that their production schedule is always moving forward. Yeah, that's that's been the real challenge is that we want the novels to come out pretty close to when the, the series comes out. So I'm writing these based on the scripts. And sometimes the script is a little bit different than the way it's actually shot, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll write the novel and then I'll see the, the show and I might make, make a few tweaks here and there. But uh, that's one of the things Dallas is good about. He says, you know, the, the novels should be able to stand alone, even if they're a little different. Give give the viewer, the reader a, a new experience. And uh, so that's that's been a challenge, but it's also been fun. Which character surprised you the most in season three based on, I'm not talking about what you saw on the screen, but what, as the novel finished up, you went, wow, I didn't, I, I didn't think that was going to be as full or developed or sad as it turned out to be. I think, um, I mean, this is really the the rough story of of Simon Peter and and his wife Eden. Mm-hmm. We know from scripture that he was married um, because his mother in law falls ill. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you can't have a mother in law unless you're married, <laughs> right? Um, but that's all we know. And so, I think Dallas and his co writer have done a great job of fleshing out that relationship, and and uh, you know, she suffers a, a loss, a miscarriage, and um, he is insensitive. Sam, Simon is when he comes home from the road and doesn't really even ask about her. And so she doesn't tell him about this at first. She knows how it's going to affect him. And they both have the same response when they see Jesus performing miracles, even raising people from the dead. And they have to wonder why them and not us. Right. We've given up everything to follow you. Uh, Simon gave up his profession. Um, he's he's uh, left his wife for long periods to travel with Jesus, and then this happens, and uh, that's the that's the real heart of the story and the gut, guts of the story. And uh, I often tell tell writers, you know, I have a couple thousand writers that study online with me, and I say, I, I quote the poet Robert Frost, who says, "If there are no tears in the writer, there'll be no tears in the reader." 
Mm. And believe me, there were tears in the writer reading <laughs> this, this part of it, and uh, and seeing uh, Simon Peter come back to to his faith, and and also to plead with Jesus to never let him go. Mm. It's such a powerful uh, story arc, and I know having Lada Silva come on the Bottom Line Show and talk about what that was like and the outpouring that she got from viewers who just said, "Oh, you're 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 singing my song. Thank you for for touching that nerve." That must be a real. Uh, gratifying, but at the same time, challenging moment for you as a writer, Jerry Jenkins, to say, look, we're telling the story of Jesus, but these characters around him are real. And he did have those interactions with them. And and you're even getting into, I hate to use the D word here, but some disappointment, you know, with, with God from whether it's little James or uh, Simon and, and, and Eden. And the, how do you temper that? Because I think our Western minds, especially, we want Jesus to always be heroic. We don't want to, we don't want to give the impression he's letting people down. Right, and that's been the problem, I think, with with Jesus shows, TV shows and movies. Uh, we watch these, and, and because we're in the faith, we're thrilled with the, the stories, and when they're familiar to us, we love to see the miracles and the sermons and that type of thing. Yeah. But Jesus is always portrayed as ethereal and above it all, you know, marching around and speaking in King James English. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're trying to say, look, we want people to know Jesus and love him more, and be led back to their Bible and back to their church, and back to their faith. How do we make him relatable when he is God and he's perfect? Well, he has a sense of humor, and he also has limited himself voluntarily. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I mean, he he could fix everybody. He could raise everybody from the dead. He could make everybody well, um, but he chooses not to. And there are questions that won't be answered this side of heaven, and uh, he has to to live that out. And, and teach that lesson. And Dallas and his his co-writers and the people on that cast and crew get this response from all over the world when they see characters that are no longer stained glass window figures or statues. They're real people like you and me. Right. We can't really identify with Jesus uh, in his perfection. We can identify with his sense of humor, his camaraderie. But we can definitely identify with these flawed people that he chose to put around him who are constantly disappointing him. And then mm-hmm. they're they're sometimes disappointed in what he does or doesn't do as well. And uh it's it's been so gratifying to hear from people that feel like they're they're being seen now, they're being recognized. Mm themselves in these characters i love you love the idea that you what you're doing here is giving him that humanity that the emmanuel god with us literally says i mean what about you know being in very nature god took on the form of a servant i mean we we kind of gloss over that in the new testament without realizing that what we're saying is hey i mean i want to be seen and i've heard so many people you know who have that zacchaeus moment you know where they're like I, I, he sees me he gets me he understands me and and you you draw this out not only on the television show that dallas is doing the chosen but also this novel series that's written by Dallas's dad, uh, Jerry B. Jenkins, uh, who doesn't have a bad resume or pedigree <laughs> to post about on his own with 72 million books sold, 21 New York Times bestsellers, thousands of people learning the craft from Jerry B. Jenkins. It's a privilege to have him on the program here on The Bottom Line Show today to talk about novel three in the Chosen novel series. It's called The Chosen and I Will Give You Rest. There's a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Jerry, let's look ahead. We had Dallas on the program a couple of weeks ago talking about Christmas with the Chosen and then, of course, season four that's going to have a theatrical release. But you mentioned deadlines and timing and everything, and that's coming up first week in February. How's the writing going for the novel for season four? Well, believe it or not, I've actually finished that novel, too. Oh, and, wow. 
And so I can't wait to see the the, the series myself. Uh, and I, I'm really looking forward to the theatrical release. We're, we're trying to to get these things so they're they're more simultaneous and so that mm -hmm. the, the book will be ready. It, the book won't be out in time for the, the start of the season, but people will be able to see the season. And then pretty soon after that, we hope to, to release the book. That's great. How do you keep the pace? I mean, I remember first meeting you back when you and Tim were writing Left Behind and you were doing something like a new novel on the book of Revelation every six months or something, which is just unheard of, you know, in your world. How is the pace for you and other projects that you're working on? How are you doing? Um, I'm trying to to uh, to make the pace a little bit slower. Um, this is my 50th year as a published author. Wow. And uh, I, I did three books this year. Um, next year, I'm going to do book five of The Chosen, and I'm, I'm looking at, at maybe a, a writing memoir. Mm -hmm. uh, so whereas I, for, for half a century, I've averaged about four books a year, uh, I've just about cut that in, in half. Well, I don't sing or dance or preach, you know, this, <laughs> the gift I, have, I feel kind of obligated to exercise it. Uh -huh. Oh, I love it. Well, and you remind me of a guy I worked for. I worked construction for a guy at my church when I was in college. And uh, he he told me that he told his wife every day, honey, I'm only going to work half day today, only 12 hours. <laughs> and uh, that, I mean, you know, when, you, when you're in business for yourself. And so you cutting down your workload from four books a year to two is still uh, better than most of us will ever do. And I, for one, personally, I'll fanboy on you here. Can't wait for your autobiography. I, I You've done such a great job of uh, memorializing the lives of others, uh, your life is just fascinating just the little bits and pieces that we know so i'm sure all uh 300,000 words or whatever that turns out to be you know you can be right up there with barbara streisand's thousand page memoir yeah. and it would be it would be riveting jerry jenkins is with me today here on the bottom line novel number three in the chosen series the chosen and i will give you rest is the theme and of course you've got a picture of eden simon peter's wife on the cover that was really the driving part of this uh of this sequence uh jerry how can we pray for you in these days ahead i know you've mentioned you've been a little under the weather and uh um and it's it's challenging you know as we you know have these feet of clay and these bodies of flesh that we have to deal with. How could we be praying for you and your family in the days ahead? Well, we're, we're doing pretty well. Um, but, uh, I, I'm feeling my age and, and, uh, when I, when I do get under the weather, it takes a little longer to recover, uh, just for stamina. And, uh, I'm going to remain consistent and I want to finish well. So yeah. if people would pray that, that I would do that, I'd be, I'd be grateful. Absolutely. Well, we're looking forward to many, many more years of uh, reading the writings of Jerry B. Jenkins. And of course, as long as The Chosen is going, we know we're going to get at least uh, another four or five more novels out of you with regard to how that works as well. So, uh, and, the, and congratulations. I know you've mentioned this several times being on the program, but this is the first time I ever read your bio on Amazon. And it says, Jerry B. Jenkins, the father of Dallas Jenkins. And I know that that's, that's something that's a, a badge that you wear very proudly, though he wears the badges your son equally proudly as well. Yeah, he used to be known as Jerry Jenkins' son. I'm now yeah. known as Dallas Jenkins' father, and may it ever be so. I couldn't be more thrilled. Yeah, I can tell. I can absolutely tell. Jerry B. Jenkins, the novel number three from The Chosen. The Chosen and I Will Give You Rest is now available. We've got a link up for it at thebottomlineshow.com. Jerry, thank you. God bless you. Have a wonderful uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's from all of us here at The Bottom Line Show. I appreciate it, Roger. Always good to be with you. Well, it's always a treat to spend time with Jerry B. Jenkins, the legendary novelist and biographer um, who wrote the Left Behind series with Tim LaHaye. The guy sold 72 million copies of his books. But the works he's most proud of right now are the novel adaptations he does of The Chosen, 
that being the uh, series that is written and directed by his son, Dallas Jenkins. And the novel for season three of The Chosen is now available wherever books are sold. And if you'd like an early Christmas present, give us a call here on Movie Monday to commemorate Christmas with The Chosen hitting theaters tomorrow and playing through the 17th. We have one copy of the season three novel to give away by Jerry B. Jenkins, 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Now we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I mentioned at the outset that Paul Long and Brad Silverman of Kappa Studios are the guys who've been doing the post-production, sound mixing, sweetening, etc. for The Chosen for all four seasons. And don't forget, season four of The Chosen will make its debut in theaters the first week in February 2024. In addition to being post-production guys, Paul and Brad are also now producing feature-length films, and they made a movie based on a true story that was released in theaters this past September called I Can. It's the true story of a one-armed girl, a girl who was born missing her left arm. Her parents uh, were unfaithful to their spouses. They had an affair. They conceived this girl out of wedlock, and for years, Caitlin's dad thought that this was a curse against him and his, the mother of his child, because of that they'd had infidelity. Instead, Caitlin turned out to be a huge inspiration, became a great softball player, legendary in the youth ranks and then in high school and eventually in college. Her story is chronicled in the movie called I Can, which hits home video tomorrow. Paul Long and Brad Silverman join me on the other side of this break to talk about this inspiring movie. And they're also gonna explain why they brought 10 copies of the DVD to give away. So if you wanna win a great inspirational movie, Start calling now. We've got not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, not eight, not nine, but 10 copies of this DVD. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. The number to get you through to the bottom line. Paul Long and Brad Silverman joining me next as the bottom line continues. Well, today here on The Bottom Line, we're going to meet a couple of guys who are making an impact in the movie industry, and they've been doing so for quite some time, but recently took a, a major leap of faith, and it seems to be paying off very well. Paul Long, the founder of Kappa Studios, joined by Brad Silverman. These guys are in movie production, they're in movie development, they're, they're doing all sorts of things and had a couple of great faith-based projects out recently and well worth our attention. So let's get to know these guys, Paul Long and Brad Silverman of Kappa Studios. Welcome to the Bottom Line Show today. Thank you for having us. Good to be yeah, here. Yeah, it's great to be here. Well, we appreciate having you here. I want to, we'll start with a, a movie that came out this past fall that was kind of a, maybe this will be kind of an entree to what Kappa Studios is all about. A movie about a softball player called I Can, and anybody who grew up in Southern California like I did, watching Jim Abbott pitch for the Angels, we know what an inspiration he was. Well, I Can has a very similar story like Paul Brad. I'll go ahead and, uh, and put it out to either one of you guys. Kind of give us a 60-second scenario of what that movie was about and why it was important for Kappa to get involved in making this film yeah well um i can is is a it's really a it's a powerful little story it's a true story and that's what i like See, nowadays those are so, so compelling true stories and things that we can uh, hear about and relate that are just cleverly built uh it's it's a story about a guy and a gal that meet each other at work and they enter into an adulterous relationship and they will leave their spouses and go off together. And the result of that adulterous relationship is a little girl named Caitlin. And she's born with one arm and the parents 
when the child comes, uh, are notably very concerned, and they mm-hmm. they say, is God punishing us for what we've done? Mm. And so that's kind of a backdrop arc. And the foreground is this little gal who is an incredible doer. Uh, she's an athlete. She becomes a college All-American. She's just incredible. And uh, the father, I think, in so many ways, wants to get rid of the mantle of shame by having a daughter that super achieves, and she does not disappoint. And so uh, they go forward and, and uh, they, they learn lessons, but uh, the, the mother and the dad have to come to the place of um, basically confessing and repenting of their sins and getting right with God and doing that. And then the daughter, of course, is, has her struggles and trials, but at the end comes through in a really great way. And it's a movie that uh, really talks about perseverance and, and going forward and going hard after things, but that God will lift you up. It also speaks about God's sovereignty. Mm-hmm. He is sovereign even over the things we don't like or understand. And so we can learn to serve him through that and submit to him instead of fighting it. Yeah. It's, and it's in the amazing. End, I think that's what the, the mom and dad do. And, and the father at the end that really kind of laments that and says, you know, when I saw my daughter's arm, I always saw shame, sorrow, and punishment. Now I see that God made her perfect, perfect mm. for his purposes. Mm-hmm. And so now by faith, I can walk forward. So that's Love kind of that. where that's at. It's a great little project. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's, it's, it's such a wonderful, inspiring story, and I'm glad you guys brought it to the big screen. Brad, were you pleasantly surprised, mildly relieved when the movie had its release? I mean, I saw it everywhere on social media. There were a lot of people talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I suppose there is a, a, a category of mild relief when you get to the finish line of that. <laughs> no, we were, we were, we were it's, a, it's a small film. Our bigger, our bigger project, if you, if you go to our website, kappastudios.com, our, our biggest show is The Chosen. I don't know if your audience is familiar with that one. So we, we work yes. on a lot of bigger projects. But this one, while smaller in scope, really captured our our hearts. Mm-hmm. And as we got to know the real-life family behind the, the film, as well as the filmmakers who made it, we just we were so like-minded, seeking to just honor God in every step of the way. So, yeah, I think the reception for the movie was a pleasant surprise to me, for sure. I think that's great. We're talking with Paul Long and Brad Silverman of Kappa Studios today here on The Bottom Line, talking about the many projects that they had, the faith-based film, I Can, trailers up at thebottomlineshow.com. Uh, Paul, Kappa Studios right. has a long history doing what we call post-production, and that's kind of the behind-the-scenes thing. We've had uh, Dallas Jenkins, Jerry Jenkins, and a lot of folks from The Chosen have been on, and we see them in front of the camera, but there's a lot of things that happen behind the scenes. Talk about what Kappa Studios has done as a, what we would call a post-production facility. That, that's, that's kind of the uh, the, the the end part that the viewer doesn't always see but benefit from once the final project's done. No, you're absolutely right. No, post-production is a, is a big part. There's always what people say are three films that are made with every film. There's the idea, which includes the, let's say, the script, the pre-production, right? It's the casting. It's finding locations. Then you actually film it. That's the production. You got pre-production, then there comes the production when you actually film it. What Kappa's background largely in is on the post side, which includes the editing and then the sound design, the visual effects, the trailers and so on. So that's largely what Kappa does. So we pick it up after the filming ends. And yeah, the longest process usually is that process. It's a very time consuming, very involved process that includes many, many people, a lot of equipment, a lot of uh, back and forth. And, um, you know, by the time you're done, that's the film that goes out to market. So, um, you know, that's the one that everyone sees. It's very critical what, what the post side does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really is. And, you know, I mean, things looking forward to here. Uh, we just got signed up. We're going to be doing the Reagan movie. So that'll be nice. coming out uh, mm-hmm. part of the new year. Uh, that's a great project. Uh, the shift is out now. 
So any viewers that happen to see this, I'm sure by the 12th, it'll still probably be percolating, no problem. Um, the shift is uh, kind of a story that's loosely based on um, the book of Job. And um, it's got, um, oh gosh, uh, Neil McDonough is in there and he's, uh, he plays uh, the, the, the role of Satan, kind of the benefactor. And it's, uh, it's, it's really got uh, a couple of people from The Chosen are actually in there. Mary, which is Liz Tavish, is in there. And Paris Patel is in there as well. And uh, it's just a, it's a nice piece, well shot, well built. I think it's kind of a sci-fi thing of a dystopian world. And I think that, that one's probably going to do pretty well. We had a big weekend here this last weekend. Uh, we got that. Uh, we're, um, you know, the, the best Christmas pageant ever is something that we're doing with the Irwins in Dallas. They're doing the show together. A Vindication TV series is coming into season four, so we're excited to be a part of that. Um, there's another show called The Faith of Angels, which is about a young kid that's trapped in a tunnel. It's a really good story there. And all these are faith-centric projects. Uh, the most amazing thing right now that we're doing is Amazing Grace, the untold story. Hmm. And Amazing Grace, um, is this, this project is really quite special. It's about Newton and how he comes to faith and it talks about God's grace and the cross and, and where is God in that process? How can somebody that was a slave trader, a slave himself, and a ship captain that shipped him around, how does a guy like that come to faith, be a pastor, and write a song that's the worldwide emblem of faith? And uh, he's certainly in the black community, it's, it's their standard, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a really strong and hard look at grace. We, it's featuring Johnny Erickson Tata in there and some other folks that you might know and talking about grace, God's grace, and how he can persevere us. Even in our deepest sin, he can take us, he can restore us. We have to repent. And when we do, things start happening. How do these projects, guys, I'm talking with uh, Paul Long and Brad Silverman of Kappa Studios today here on The Bottom Line. How do these projects find you? How do you find them? I mean, it's, it, it, it sounds so enticing to say, oh my gosh, this is great. I mean, you know, yeah, you look at these things that are coming your way. I mean, the shift is spectacular. And uh, kudos to you guys on the post-production. I mean, that's just, it's a, it, I don't do sci-fi, dystopian, shift timing, whatever stuff. And even I could, and even I could follow it. So thank you for that. I appreciate that very much. And Neil just scared the, I can't say it, but he scared the you-know-what out of us with his playing these benefactor, mm-hmm. as it were. It's remarkable work. How do you, I mean, Paul, the Kappa Studios been going for 30 plus years, but it sounds like it, in recently, in like the past decade, there was maybe an a, a, a organizational shift. Or Brad, if you want to address this, what, how, how did you guys get in front of more of these types of products or projects? Sure. Yeah, so Paul been around, Paul had done it, what, since the late 80s, like you said, 30 plus years. And um, yeah, just over time, I think the Lord was getting hold of his heart and his wife's heart kind of simultaneously. And at that time, I was a client of Paul's as a filmmaker myself. And yeah, Paul and I just prayed a little bit for a better part of three years, not every day or anything. We didn't see each other that often, but when we were together, we would just pray. And um, the Lord opened up the door in 2016 when Paul was really convicted to really pivot the company to just be exclusively doing this type of content, which, Mm -hmm. and Paul could speak to it better than I can, where it's just, you know, there wasn't a lot out. There was a lot out there, but we really, really didn't know a lot of the people, as you're mentioning. So, yeah, I'd say the, the, the trick of it all has been prayer. Um, I don't want to oversimplify it, but we, for the better part of seven years now, I don't know that a day goes by. You tell me if you disagree, Paul. I don't think a day goes by where some version of us praying that the Lord would build it, that the Lord would bring the people. Some version of that seems to come out of our mouths in prayer, one of us. 
And so through that, you know, yeah, it's hard work, but we uh, we, we do our, our work. We reach out to people. But largely, you know, over time, once the Chosen kind of blew up, that became our calling card. So the conversations mm-hmm. got easier, as you can imagine. Sure. But, um, yeah, I think we just kind of find people. They find us. There's no magic to it. But we were out here. And now it's kind of cool. Our reputation within the Christian content creator community is, is pretty strong. So, like I said, the conversations are a little easier now. We're not kind of in, we're not really introducing ourselves that much anymore. People mm-hmm. already know us within our space, so it's just been a really fun run. It sounds yeah, like you know, it. Looking back on this, it, it's really guys. It's really what it really comes down to is Lord, bring us the people. Who are the people we can work for? And that's really what Brad and I started to pray back at that time, because I just couldn't see how we could be in business after turning our back on the stuff that was you know generating business for the company which was tearing the culture down. It was, you know, I'm, I'm ashamed of it. I don't, I, I, I wasn't, I was doing stuff I shouldn't have been doing, but uh, we got to the place of saying, we're going to do it God's way. We're going to stop. And I think that moment of jumping off the roof is what started it all in motion. But I believe we're just praying like Brad says every day we're in prayer today, every day today was no different. And we're saying, God, bring us the people, the ones you want us to work for. And that's how Dallas came. He came during that season and uh, I love to say, Brad, we sat with this guy for three hours and talked and prayed. That's mm. it. And when it was mm. done, he goes, I'm working here. I don't even need to see the facility. I got to go. And he left. Wow. And we never looked back. We were wow. working on season four. But it happened because the Lord did that. And so there's many more stories. People have uh, come to faith, the crew, people around it, people around it. It's just right down the line. It's happening. And God is using the chosen in a mighty way. And we're just thrilled to be some small part of it. And we... We take a lot of joy in being being with this team. These guys walk with God. They're great. And they're helping to mentor me. They say, just walk steady. Keep going the way you're going. But prayer and depending on God, that's where it's got to be. And every time I don't do it that way, it never works out. Paul Long, Brad Silverman, the uh, the guys behind the Brain Trust, behind Kappa Studios, and Kappa Studios has had such a huge impact on the faith-based film space of late uh, with their post-production work on The Chosen and The Shift and their feature film uh, release with I Can and others. Uh, we've got links for their studio link up at thebottomlineshow.com. Guys, what, we know that I Can now hitting home video on December 12th, and we're thrilled about that. Uh, what's on the horizon for you? What does 2024 look like? It sounds like your dance card's probably pretty full right now. <laughs> it is, and we, we're not good dancers, though, is the problem. So we're, going, we're taking some, <laughs> some salsa lessons. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Paul Paul mentioned some projects, but, yeah, we, we got, you know, there's always room for more. But we don't we don't take anything for granted. We're, you know, we're able to scale up and scale down. But I think the Reagan project's kind of on the horizon. That's a big one coming. And as you mentioned, Paul mentioned the Amazing Grace documentary. That's a powerful one. And, yeah, there's probably, gosh, there's, who knows how many, Paul, would you say a dozen or so that are in the works at different various oh, yeah. capacities? Quite a few are going on in various stages. And again, we just try to take it one day at a time, as Paul mentioned. We sincerely try to live radically dependent on God. And if we knew, you know, we know what tomorrow is. We know what today is. And, and that's all we got. And we, yeah, it looks like the, 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 the docks are full, but, um, you know, we don't take anything for granted anymore. And we just try to be as faithful as we can day by day. Yeah, you know, there's one thing I should mention that I think might be of interest to your, your listeners. Uh, we've got a thing called Kappa Impact, and that is, uh, it's, a, it's a project uh, a page and a program where we, a, a portal where you can uh, make donations and people get involved. And what Kappa Impact's all about is helping some of these really good film projects that run out of money get in trouble, whether it's the pandemic, the strike, or what, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you got, things stop yeah. them. 
And so what we want to do is be those guys that come alongside, help them get done. And so we have the ability to, for people to go shopping, look at different projects, see what money's needed, and make donations to those. Uh, we are always looking for folks that would like to be a part of that. And we've been very surprised and grateful to see how God has been so faithful there, too. But kappaimpact.com is probably a good place to go looking. And you can learn about our story, what we're doing, why we do what we do, and all of that. And, and you know, I'd say if, if people are in the area, you know, come on over. We love meeting everyone here. And uh, we, we want this to be a meeting place for all faith and family filmmakers. Yes. So I want yes. to see them all here. That's what I love it. Kappaimpact.com. We'll put that up at thebottomlineshow.com in addition to the Kappa Studios that has the information about the projects like I can and the other things they're doing in post-production. Um, Paul Long, Brad Silverman, thank you for the work that you guys have done. I, I commend you for your integrity to and commitment to the craft because um, I, I know how frustrating it can be as a person of faith that says, okay, well, gosh, it seems like the only work I have is on these projects, but I want to glorify God. So, you know, let, we'll, we'll go ahead and take them that keep the lights on and to take that step of faith and say, no, we're only doing faith-based projects now, especially as the Lord's return draws more and more near uh, every day, every year. Um, we are grateful that you're putting out the kind of material that uh, does God proud and also will help people think differently about faith. I mean, hopefully in a positive way. So thank you for that great work that you do at Kappa Studios. And guys, thanks for being with us today here on The Bottom Line. Really appreciate the visit. Great to be with you today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thank thanks. you very much. Thanks. Great conversation, guys. Keep up the great work. And we've got a link for Kappa Studios and also kappaimpact.com at thebottomlineshow.com. The movie I Can is so inspiring. You're going to love this movie. And I'm so grateful that Paul and Brad brought not one, not two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They brought 10 copies of the DVDs to give away. So get in line and get your DVDs right now. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. The number to get you through to the bottom line. More on this special Movie Monday edition of the program coming up next as the bottom line continues. Stephanie Kovar understands that personal injury help is a uniquely Christian concept. Christians sometimes balk at using a personal injury attorney after an accident, but Paul said that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. When you've been injured, it's important that the responsible party makes your temple well again. And the idea of restitution for lost wages and medical care comes from Exodus 21 and 22, where God outlines the concept of consequences and restitution. That biblical concept says that a person liable for injuring another must replace what is lost as a matter of justice. Sometimes being made whole means being compensated, and Stephanie Cover will fight for your wholeness because it is the Christian thing to do. And she is refreshingly honest. So if she feels like she's not the right attorney or that there is no case, she'll be upfront with you about it. If you've been in an accident, find out at no cost if Stephanie can help you by going to kbrightradio.com slash C-O-V-E-R. My thanks again to Paul Long and Brad Silverman and also Jerry B. Jenkins for joining me for a very special Movie Monday edition of the Bottom Line Show today. Jerry, of course, the dad of Dallas Jenkins, has just completed the work on the novel for season three of The Chosen. And of course, Christmas with The Chosen is in theater starting tomorrow. A limited run, the 12th through the 17th. So make sure you get your tickets now while they still last. Uh, we've got a copy of the novel of season three of The Chosen to give away at 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 
800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. While you're watching Christmas with the Chosen and these other great Chosen products, uh, you get a chance to hear the audio mixed perfectly and the sound and color all put together because of the outstanding uh, post-production services of Kappa Studios and Paul Long, the founder of Kappa Studios, along with his business partner, Brad Silverman, joined me just now for a conversation about their work on Christmas with the Chosen, but also a brand new movie that they produced at Kappa called I Can, the remarkable true story of a young woman who was born without her left arm. Parents conceived her out of wedlock in an affair that led to the destruction of both of their marriages. But at the end of the day, Caitlin overcame all of those heartaches. And these are parents who were just beating themselves up thinking that God punished them for having an affair and instead not realizing that God blessed them with a miraculously strong daughter who had a tremendous faith, who wound up to have success in the high school and college ranks playing. And if, you, if she backhands the ball from the left-hand batter's box with her right arm and college fast pitch is no joke. Anyway, the movie I Can was a great success at the box office. It hits home theater tomorrow for all the streaming services and DVD. But to kind of whet your appetite, we have... 10 copies, not one, not two, not three, not four, five, six, seven, eight, or nine, but 10 copies of the DVD of I Can that we're giving away today here on Movie Monday. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. This is like stocking stuffer Monday here on the Bottom Line Show, and why not? And enjoy a great movie this uh, holiday season it's a great time and i say holiday meaning we're in the holiday season our jewish friends with hanukkah we in the body of christ with christmas and of course new year's coming up so i'm not trying to uh, de-emphasize christmas at all but rather to emphasize it you know it's interesting when i think about the story here in i can of uh, this young girl who was born with a uh, missing a left arm i mean she's got it's kind of goes uh, she, the the deformity if you will the imperfection is just above the elbow i believe so she does have a shoulder and, you know, that type of thing to work with. But I think of the story of Jim Abbott, uh, who pitched for my uh, California Angels back when uh, they were the California Angels. And uh, Jim was born, let, let's see, he had a right arm. He had a full right arm and right hand. And, or, or no, it's the other way around. Full left arm and left hand and a stump on where his right hand was supposed to be. And he learned how to play baseball by quite, by quite frankly, putting a, a glove that you would catch with your left hand He'd put it on the stump, he'd pitch with his left hand, then he'd slip the glove on the hand, and if he needed to field, I think he actually won a gold glove. He pitched in the majors, for crying out loud. Went to the University of Michigan, played in college, was a big World Series hero there, was drafted by the Angels, and never played a game in the minors. But I think about how many people wind up having these body scans now when mom is pregnant, and uh, I've got a couple of, we, we have a couple of pregnant kids, a couple of pregnant daughters here, who've had those scans to see how everything's looking, you know, uh, 10 fingers, 10 toes scans. And it's amazing how they can pick up so much that might be problematic in utero and then do surgery, do whatever. But how many people, when having said medical procedure, would say, oh, she's missing a hand, we're going to abort? It's just heartbreaking to think that that is a, a conversation that families might have, but that's a reality, brothers and sisters. And that's why I can't stress enough how important it is right now to take advantage of this golden opportunity we have with our friends at Preborn. The enemy of the abortion clinic, the antidote to women just mindlessly thinking that abortion is something they can't live without, is an ultrasound. Those 4D ultrasound images are truly amazing. I was getting my hair cut uh, last week. 
And uh, don't go run to myhopenow.com and look. It's not that great. It's a good haircut. It's serviceable. But the young woman who was cutting my hair, we were talking about the fact that, you know, daughter Emily's expecting and, uh, you know, they're getting the scans. And she said, oh, man, it's really incredible. I mean, uh, my cousin just had a baby and they did like that 3D sonogram thing or whatever. And I said, actually, it's 4D now. <laughs> but everything that you can see inside. And you can then decide, you know, make your decision. And 85% of the women who go to a preborn clinic and see the ultrasound say, that's a beautiful baby bring that child to me or let's release that child for adoption. And maybe the kid has, you know, like Caitlin's story where she was born with a really strong right arm and that's all she needs for this life. Uh, good for her and good for her parents for raising her that way. Or what about, you know, as a bonus dad or a daughter with, uh, with different needs? Not everybody comes out acting and speaking and processing like the same way. Does that mean their life is any less valuable? It's amazing the number of families that if you said, gosh, there's a child here that's going to have different needs or whatever, and these parents will raise their hand and say, we'll take her, we'll take him, bring him here. Your $28 donation to preborn right now makes that gift of life a guarantee, not only for that adoptive couple, if adoption is the route that they take, or for the child who the parents say, this is great. You know, this is, we want this child in our family. Your $28 donation provides one ultrasound visit and a $280 donation provides 10, but thanks to a special matching gift that's in place right now that we've got to take advantage of. Today's the 11th of December. It's in place for 20 more days. 833-850-BABY is the number to call. 833-850-2229 or go to kbrightradio.com, click on the preborn banner and make your best donation. And the banner will say your gift is doubled today. So take advantage of this guaranteed bonus opportunity to uh, strengthen the sanctity of life commitment in our culture right now through preborn. 833-850-BABY or go to kbrightradio.com. Click the preborn banner today. Some final thoughts in just a moment as the bottom line continues. Special update from our friends at preborn, especially here in the final month of the year. Good news is that they double matching gift is in place every day through the end of the month. That's the good news. The bad news is if you wait too long, you won't be able to take advantage of it. Now, Preborn has been offering qualitative health care for women who are in pregnancy mode for many, many years. And one of the specialties of Preborn, of course, is providing free ultrasounds for any woman who asks for one. When a woman comes to a Preborn clinic, she gets a pregnancy test, she gets an ultrasound, she gets to see those first baby pictures of her preborn child, and then is given the information about the options available to her, either become a mother, release that child for adoption, or yes, in states like California, where it's still legal, abortion is on the table as well. But 85 times out of 100, a woman who goes to preborn and sees the ultrasound winds up keeping the child or releasing the child for adoption. Your tax-deductible donation to preborn right now is doubled through the end of the year. So call 833-850-BABY today, 833-850-2229. A $28 donation provides one appointment, 140 provides five, 280 provides 10, and all of those numbers are doubled now through the end of the year. 833-850-2229 or give a gift online at kbrightradio.com. My thanks again to Paul Long and Brad Silverman, the proprietors of Kappa Studios, the guys behind this outstanding new pro-life movie called I Can, about the one-armed collegiate softball player who took the NCAA by storm and 
It all began with her parents, unfortunately, being married to other people, having an affair. She was conceived out of wedlock and yet winds up having a powerful testimony. We have 10 copies of this DVD to give away today. We'd love to place one in your hands. The Ultimate Stocking Stuffer, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. We also still have a copy of Jerry Jenkins' novel for season three of The Chosen, Christmas with The Chosen in theaters tomorrow. And by the way, I can. The movie also hits home video tomorrow as well. 800-227-5278 for that Jerry Jenkins novel about the chosen season three. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. For our KCBC audience, enjoy the rest of your day. And Rabbi Schneider, Discovering the Jewish Jesus, coming up next. What we're about to hear on the network, you'll pick up at the Bottom Line Show Extra tonight at 7 p.m. For those who remain on the network, we just passed the second Sunday of Advent, and this is the time of year where we celebrate the lighting of the peace candle. What does the peace of Christ mean? And what does it mean to be accepting of our brothers and sisters in Christ? This is the week that we commemorate that as we anticipate the Lord's birth and then his subsequent return. But the acceptance part in the body of Christ, it looks totally different when you look at the scriptural definition than what you see the progressives telling us it is. We'll talk about that coming up next as the bottom line continues. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and uh, we're talking about Advent this week, of course. If you were at church yesterday or this weekend and your church participates in the lighting of the Advent wreath of the Advent candle, um, this is not a trick question or it's not, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> trust me. Studied for and was ordained into ministry almost a decade ago. And I still have, no, wait, is it hope and then peace and then joy and then love or is it love and then joy? Or, how does it all work? And it's purple, purple, pink, purple for the candles, if you're lighting them with us at home. Uh, this is week two, and so we're talking about the peace of Christ. And it's interesting how the birth of Jesus does bring lasting peace. All the essential parts join together. That's Irene. To join or tie together in the whole. It literally means wholeness. And the people who have been walking in darkness saw this great light. And all of a sudden, things made sense. You watch athletic teams go through this all the time. They, they've got the pieces that are almost in place and then they make that one trade or that one free agent signing and all of a sudden, boom, everything clicks and they win the World Series or the Stanley Cup or whatever it is because of that one piece. Jesus is that missing piece for us that brings wholeness. So last week I shared with you what the lectionary readings were. And <laughs> Here they are. I mean, I'll give you the three. They're Malachi chapter four, verses one through six. Luke, the gospel reading, chapter 21, verses 25 through 36. And then Romans 15, verses four through 15. Now, you'll remember from your Old Testament reading, Malachi chapter four, verses one through six is the end of the Old Testament. And Malachi prophesies, surely the day is coming. It will burn like a furnace. All the arrogant and every evildoer will be stubble. And the day is coming that the Lord will set them on fire, says the Lord Almighty. Not a root or branch will be left to them. But for you who revere my name, capital M and capital N, the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in its rays. And you will go out and frolic like well-fed calves. Then you will trample on the wicked and they will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, says the Lord Almighty. By the way, this is 400 years before the birth of Christ. So it's almost 2,500 years ago, Malachi wrote this. We're still waiting for it. I mean, we knew he showed up. 
Verse 5, see, I will send the prophet Elijah to you before the great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the hearts of the children to their parents, or else I will come and strike the land with total destruction. Now, where's the peace in that? Gospel reading. Luke, well, let's do Romans 15 first. Romans chapter 15. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught of the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. That's the word from last week. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice, you may glorify God as and Father, the God and Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, what's interesting about this, I'm gonna jump over to Luke 21 for just a moment, because Luke's gospel reading for this week is nothing but, (laughs) well, here's Luke 21, verses 25 through 36. There will be signs of the sun, moon, and stars on the earth. Nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. It sounds like CNN, right? People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up, and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. And then Jesus told his disciples this parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. And then he goes on to end the chapter this way. Be careful or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing and drunkenness and the anxieties of life, and that day will close on you like a trap, for it will come on all those who live on the face of the whole earth. Be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. Now remember, brothers and sisters, sound like Kewell Hauser, remember now, Let's take a look at the death and destruction. Um, This is the week we talk about the peace, the peace of Christ, the peace of God, the shalom in the Old Testament, the irene, or irene, if you will, in the new. And the fact that we're looking for this peace and how many people, as Jesus was describing as Luke recorded in Luke 21, people perplexed with terror and the anxieties of life and they take to drunkenness and carousing. Why? Because they're trying to get, they're trying to find peace and they're so unsettled in this life. But here's the good news, brothers and sisters. If you're a Christian and you have received salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit lives in your heart, you may have an anxious moment or two. I had to do a treadmill test a couple weeks ago, you know, where they put the EKG on your, um, the little leads, they stick to your chest and then they rip them off afterwards and don't tell you when they're going to rip them off and take all of your chest hair with it. You know that stuff? Yeah, it's, it's not fun. But I digress. And they, what they do is they purposely get you on a treadmill, you're walking a certain pace, then they up the pace, they up the pace, they up the elevation, put you on a bit of a slant. And the whole idea is they say, okay, your normal heart rate is here, your workout heart rate is here. We're going to go about 10 ticks above that. And then we're going to eject this dye in your system and take a look at your heart. So I'm huffing and puffing and huffing and puffing. And uh, uh, you know, and I've had a heart 
condition before. So they're asking, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. And you know why I'm fine? Because I know at some point this test will end. They have to get my heart up to a certain rate to take a measurement to make sure that everything in my artificial bovine aortic valve is working and that the ascending part of my aorta, which is now a piece of Dacron, uh, kind of artificial sleeve in there. It looks like the little uh, dryer thing at the attachment at the back of the dryer that goes out the back. That's what I have one of those in my heart. When, when you, but they test all that stuff and they take a look at it and everything looks fine and everything looked great. And then I got to lay down for 10 minutes afterwards while they took chest x-rays. It was wonderful. But I had peace. I, there was no anxiety when I was on the treadmill because I knew that I was going through this. This was a trial. This was kind of an enduring thing to see what was going on with my heart. But at the end of the test, there would be rest. There would be peace. Everything would be brought to completion. Hold this, if you will. So how is it then that we as Christians oftentimes find ourselves chasing our own tails, running around nervous? What's going on in Iran? What's going on in Israel? What's happening in Ukraine? What's happening with the stock market? Oh my gosh, what's happening with my kids? I'm afraid they're making bad decisions and poor choices. And what about these people who profess faith in Christ and yet the way they describe Christianity sounds so different than the way I'm living it right now? Which one of us is right? We'll take a quick break. And on the other side of this break, this is not a you versus you and him versus them. But I want you to hear these words from the Apostle Paul in Romans 15 that I think will help us understand what the peace of Christ looks like. And it has a lot to do with accepting our fellow brothers and sisters, not necessarily condoning bad behavior, but what it means to accept each other as fellow citizens of heaven. We'll talk about that coming up next as the bottom line continues. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives. The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years. After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. Well, welcome to another edition of The Bottom Line Show, if you're just joining us. Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show, if you have been listening to us. And if you've been listening, of course, you're getting in on all the goodies couple of tickets to see Christmas with the Chosen, which is in theaters starting tomorrow. It goes the 12th through Sunday, the 17th. There's a possibility that it might have such a huge run that they would uh, potentially extend it through Christmas Eve, but you don't know. And so we've been grateful for our friends at Fathom Events to drop us a couple of tickets, a couple of pairs, and we're giving those away today, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. Um, in addition, of course, we have a couple of copies of Jerry Jenkins' novel for The Chosen Season 3, 
and uh, we're giving those away as well. So 800-227-5278. Lots of things to give away here on this Movie Monday. But it's also we're in the Advent season. And during this Advent season, uh, it's been my uh, heart's desire to kind of walk you through the four candles, the four weeks, if you will, of Advent. I'm trusting that your church has an Advent wreath in the front of the uh, sanctuary and the Advent candles are being lit and they're being explained for what they are. And so for those who are getting that explanation, great. And if you're not part of a church that's doing that, or maybe you're in an online worship situation because of uh, you know health or whatever reason, and you're watching a message from a church that doesn't necessarily get into that, uh, let me be your tour guide. But it's funny, my wife says uh, from time to time, uh, dear, you, you are ordained. Why don't you refer to yourself as reverend every now and again? Well, I, I am. And so I am. So this is a Reverend Roger uh, segment here on the Bottom Line Show talking about Advent. Last week, it was the hope uh, candle that was lit. And of course, the, the Greek word for hope, elipis. Um, literally, it's interesting because for those who didn't hear it last week, I'll give you the 60-second summary. The hope that we have of the Lord's return, obviously, but also of the Lord's birth, the hope that God's people held on to for the birth of Messiah was what kept them going. And, and sometimes, at some points of Jewish history, there was really only the only hope they had was the more torture, you know, hope that God would really keep his covenant. But in Greek mythological terms, it's this hope of, of what is expected, and that could be positive or negative. So the word is kind of like the root word for jealousy, which is zeal in scripture. When you see that the zeal of the Lord will accomplish things, that's a good kind of zeal. But when you see that God says, I'm a jealous God, he's not a jealous God like your 13-year-old daughter is a jealous girl or your 17-year-old son or your spouse or whatever. Uh, God is jealous in the sense that he wants what's best for us. He knows what's best for us. Uh, the answer to that question is he is what's best for us or who is best for us. And so when he says, I'm a jealous God, he's like, don't put other gods before me. Don't put other things before me. I'm the only one who can satisfy you. I made you. I know what you need. And trust me. So there's that kind of love that God has for us. And the hope that we have is we have the expectation of what is certain. Jesus Christ did come. God sent his son in the form of a child. He came to save the world from sin and provided us with the pathway to salvation. Now, not everybody's going to get saved, but God so loved the world. He didn't send his son to condemn the world, but that the world might uh, be saved through him, knowing that when he returns, that's when the judgment comes. So this week, we take a look at the second candle, and there are three purple candles and one pink one. Next week, we get to the pink one. That is the, uh, uh, the joy candle. But this week, we take a look at candle number two, and candle number two is the, uh, the candle for peace. And it's interesting when I think about peace in the culture, um, that there are so many people who have a hard time understanding what peace really is all about. Talk to a young mom who's got a couple of kids under the age of three. I know one of those. Uh, <laughs> bonus daughter and her, her kids, who we, Lisa and I lovingly refer to our granddaughter Zipporah and our grandson Nazareth. I used to call them search and destroy, but they're not. And now it's just crash and bang uh, because... Uh, and typically now, Nazareth is the crash and bang part. Zipporah's getting all into dance and vocabulary and stuff like that. But Naz, once he started walking, look out. He just, he, he didn't learn to walk. He learned to run, first and foremost. That's what he does. So ask that mom, like our daughter Taylor, what peace looks like. And it's just quiet. It's just, you know, there, there's no craziness. Don't have a son climbing on the railing. You don't have a daughter, you know, 
knocking things over in the, in the playroom because she was trying to, quote unquote, make you something special. But when you think about peace, obviously a lot of times for us as Christians, we think of the Old Testament word shalom. And there's a New Testament equivalent to that that we see all throughout the New Testament. And that's the word irene or irene. And it literally means one or peace or quietness or rest. Now, it's interesting because, and according to Strong's Concordance, check this out. It literally means, if you take a look at the word in the Greek, iro, which means to join or tie together into a whole, it, it really actually means wholeness. It means when all the essential parts of a body or a being or something like that are joined together. In God's economy, peace equals wholeness. And part of the reason why I think so many people have a hard time finding peace. Remember that great line from Field of Dreams, James Earl Jones is you know, doing, doing his soliloquy about why people will come, Ray, they'll come. Because here's a guy, he plays the mythical writer, Terrence Mann. It was supposed to be J.D. Salinger, but he had a copyright problem, so hence Terrence Mann, uh, meaning it could be anybody. Right? Um, he's a big baseball fan. He wrote a story about, you know, Shoeless Joe Jackson, they, they got the, all, it all comes together. We'll, we'll have to do the theology of Field of Dreams at some point on this program. Maybe John Strage, uh, my friend, used to write for the Orange County Register, sports writer, great gifted writer. Maybe John and I can do a, a broadcast or a podcast on the theology of baseball movies. But anyway, you remember what he's doing, if you're familiar with the film, um, he's, they're at the field. He and a couple of ball players have come, and the, these all these former players, you know, long since passed away, are out here having these scrimmages on this field in uh, in Iowa. And when James Earl Jones's character is telling Ray Kinsella, the the Kevin Costner character, the main guy, our, the everyman for us, uh, that people will come here because he's like, "What did I do? I plowed under my cornfield. I don't have a crop. I'm going to lose my farm." And I did this baseball field because I had this voice tell me if you build it, he will come. He meaning um, his father. And it's interesting because the, the great line in that script from Phil Alden Robinson, um, who adapted the book, the novel by uh, J.P. Kinsella uh, called Chewless Joe, he adapted it into the movie Field of Dreams. And you remember the line he said, says, people will come, right? And this is 1989 or whatever. Like, they'll come up, you, you tell them it's 20 bucks a person just to walk around. You know, it's just a couple, couple hundred dollars today. He said, sure, they'll do it. They'll hand it right over. He says, because it's money they have, but it's peace they lack. Now, you may find yourself in a situation sometimes where you're saying, I just want a little peace and quiet. Well, no, you don't want just a little. You want a lot of that. But that doesn't mean the absence of sound. It doesn't mean the lack of presence of people. It doesn't mean that you have to be solitary. It literally means, in the Greek sense, irene, when all essential par parts are joined together. It, 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 the proper word for peace means wholeness. And so the second week of, uh, of Advent, we talk about peace. We get down to the real nitty-gritty. We talk about Jesus Christ being the Prince of Peace, uh, King of Kings, and Lord of Lords. What do the angels say at the birth of Christ? Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace. And then there's a qualifier for our more progressive friends who want to believe that everybody can live at peace if we just trust our better angels and trust, you know, try to be nice to each other and, and do this in and of our own strength. We get the concept of you know the, the the peace of Christ, 
if your congregation passes the peace of Christ, here's what it means. It means that all the essential parts are joined together. When you're in worship, it means that all of the believers together are part of one larger unified body of Christ. Jew, Gentile, Greek, Samaritan, take your pick. Everyone now joined by a common spirit, not by a common quote-unquote ethnicity, if you will. So this is what we celebrate on this second Sunday. The hope that the Lord returns is week one. Number two, the peace that he will bring. Think of what the Christ child brought to humanity in God's economy. Mankind separated by sin from God. God is holy. He can't not be holy. The only way we will ever have any sort of hope in a relationship with the Lord, we have the hope of the expectation of what is certain and it's certain death for us. That's, I mean, that's our only hope at that point if we don't have Christ. But Jesus Christ coming to earth in the form of a baby, human child, you know, had to spit up and, you know, diaper training, all of that, the full human experience, but also being fully God. For the purpose of dying on the cross, paying the penalty for our sin, dying, by the way, the most humiliating death a human being could experience in the Roman government. Jewish leaders, of course, remember the, uh, the Pharisees and Sadducees say, well, we don't have a law to put a man to death, so he's got to go before a Roman governor, hence Pontius Pilate. But this week we talk about peace, and as we're going to take a quick break, and on the other side of this break, we're going to look at the wholeness of God. We're going to look at all the essential parts joined together and then see what our lectionary reading is for this week. And when you hear these verses, you're going to say, where is the peace in that? But trust me, you'll be blessed by it. That's coming up next as the bottom line continues. December is the month we celebrate the birth of Christ. And when we think about the birth of Christ, it was technically an unplanned pregnancy, at least as far as Mary and Joseph were concerned. The angel Gabriel had other ideas, of course. And we know that the birth of Christ ushers in God's plan for salvation for you and for me. And that's what we celebrate at Christmas time. Why not during this Christmas season, give a gift in support of a ministry that celebrates the gift of life and the gift of eternal life as well. Preborn is the ministry that offers you the opportunity to have a free ultrasound performed on a pregnant mom. And all she has to do is come in, get that pregnancy test and have the ultrasound done and then find out what her options are, how far along she is. 85% of the time, a woman comes to a preborn clinic, she keeps her child or releases that child for adoption. The abortion clinics don't want you to know about the adoption option. And right now, your $28 donation to preborn is doubled thanks to a special matching grant that's in place right now through the end of the month. Call 833-850-BABY to make your best donation completely tax deductible and 100% of the money donated to Preborn today goes to the ultrasounds. 833-850-2229, that spells B-A-B-Y, or give a gift online when you go to cambrightradio.com, click on the Preborn banner and make your best tax deductible donation. Do it today. Welcome back to this Monday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, the second week in Advent. And if you were in church yesterday and they had a chance to light that second candle, hopefully they told you that this is the candle for peace. Last week was hope. This week is peace. Peace in the Old Testament, shalom, and the New Testament, irene. It literally means the same thing in both sides of the equation. It means brought to completion. You've got all the pieces you need. Something is made whole, whatever it is, whether it's an organization or plant life or whatever it is. If you work out of a lectionary, the Lutheran lectionary has three rather foreboding passages of Scripture, Malachi 4, the end of the Old Testament, where it talks about destruction and you know death, but 
Also the caveat that God will turn the hearts of the father back to their children and the children back to their fathers. Luke 21 is look at the fig tree and look at the death and destruction and people are losing their mind and giving up to carousing and drunkenness and that type of thing. So where's the peace in that? Romans chapter 15, we see that Paul is telling us about the old writings of the Old Testament and how they're here to encourage us. I want to read these verses from Romans 14, verses 5 through 15 for you, just to kind of wrap up the show today. Paul writes, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us. And if you learn that song at Forest Home, then you go, hey, at the end of that line. So that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide us, we might have hope. Yada, da, 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 da. That's how the song goes. Then verse five. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had. So that with one mind and one voice, you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Unity is a big deal to God. So how do we demonstrate that? In John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35, Jesus says, a new commandment I give you, love one another. Everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. In Romans 15, 7, Paul says, accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth, so that the promises made to the patriarchs might be confirmed, and moreover, that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy, as it is written. And then he gives us a myriad of Bible verses. For example, um, therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles, I will sing the praises of your name. That's uh, Samuel 22, verse 50, and also in Psalm 18. Again, the scriptures say, rejoice you Gentiles with his people, Deuteronomy 32. And then, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, let all the peoples extol him, that's Psalm 117, verse one. And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will spring up one who will arise to rule over the nations, in him the Gentiles will hope. That's Isaiah chapter 11, verse 10. So Paul continues, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. What's interesting to me is when he says in verse seven, Paul of all people says, accept one another just as Christ accepted you. So what exactly does it mean to accept one another? Let's think about that for just a moment. The definition of the Greek word for acceptance literally means to look toward or to take to oneself. It's proslambano. I'm sure I messed that up. It means to take one to themselves, to take toward. In some of the songs we say, we'll talk about how we prefer one another. But we take to one another. Now think about that for a moment. The key to not only experiencing the peace of Christ, but living out the peace of Christ and demonstrating the peace of Christ has everything to do with how you treat the other people who profess faith in Christ. It has very little to do with you or me. It has everything to do with how we look to people who also have a profession of faith. Now, let me ask you a question. In this social media era, do you find it easier to accept that person. It doesn't mean you have to agree with everything they say. doesn't mean you have to condone everything they do. But do you accept them as your brother or sister in Christ, or do you rebuke them? 
Do you correct them? Do you reject them? I think we can lovingly rebuke and correct and exhort our brothers and sisters when they're in error, just as we would expect them to do the same for us. But why do so many people who profess faith in Christ wind up kind of ghosting, using the current term, other people who profess faith in Christ? That's a rhetorical question because scripture is pretty clear. If you want to experience the peace of Christ and you're feeling anxiety, you're feeling anxious, there's a very strong possibility that the reason you have that anxiety is because you're not truly experiencing the peace of Christ, which is to accept those who also profess faith in Christ and engage in relationship with them. You're so busy chasing after the world and trying to show the world how Christian you are, knowing that they don't have any measurable standard for that. Experience the peace of Christ this Christmas. Spend time with your professing friends, brothers and sisters in the Lord, and see what kind of iron sharpening you can engage in. I think you'll find it beneficial. That is the good news, and that's the bottom line.